Good morning. Since today is the day that we are honoring our high school graduates, we can here to give a commencement address. So this is his homily. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. I'm glad Father gave that intro, um, because I, as I was trying to gather my thoughts um, for this homily, uh, I kept finding that I was speaking only to the graduates. And I thought, hmm, I guess this is a sort of a commencement speech, so to speak. So to speak. Um, before I begin my main comments, I do want to um, draw attention to a few things that stood out to me in today's gospel. Today's gospel is chosen because, from the gospel of John, is chosen because today is the day that we commemorate the um, first ecumenical council, where in the face of certain her certain heresies that had arisen in the early church, um, all of the church was gathered together to make a clarification, to be able to articulate clearly what the church had always believed. And that heresy was that, that Christ himself was not God, that he was a mere man, that he had a beginning, that he was not from eternity. And we see in this gospel that Jesus says very clearly that he was from eternity. He says that he is going to be, be given back the glory which he had always had from the beginning. And he says to us, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. A little while later he says, and now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world. I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. And finally, this piece is concluded where he says, the things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. This is why Christ came, that we would have true joy fulfilled in us. Now, we have all come through a pretty tough time this is not the normal senior year. And, well, we can say that it is a unique senior year. No senior year has ever ended like this. And likely, by God's grace, no senior year will ever end like this again. So while so much has been from you, um, things that I can't even really imagine how this, what this must have been like, with so much uncertainty, everything changing all the time, never really knowing what was going to happen or how it was going to end or what kind of a graduation you would get. Um, it's been very, very difficult. But this is going to stand out for you for your whole lives. More than a more generic senior year might have. And the things that God is doing in your lives through this pandemic and all the things that go with it are um, going to be more profound and stand out more to you. How many of you worry about the future? You can go ahead and raise your hand. 
You're not on, on camera or anything. So, oh, so some of you don't, that's fantastic. All right, but most of us now have been worrying about, about this pandemic and masks and going out and staying in and what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But I think most of us are pretty sure that this pandemic is gonna pass and the things are gonna be go, to go back to something like what we knew before that they're gonna go back and be fairly normal again. We're pretty confident of that. And yet, we still are worried about our future. Almost all of us are always worried about our future. Um, but high school seniors especially seem to be worried about their future, even though many, many decisions have been made about what you're going to be doing next year, though there's some uncertainty in various places about what your plans are for the future. And yet, we have these worries within us. Your parents are worried about sending you off into the worry, into the world, wondering if you've been prepared. And so we have these worries, these, these uh, things. And of course, this time of year, everybody sees us, who greets us for graduation, is gonna ask us, well, what do you wanna be when you grow up? What's your major gonna be? Where are you gonna to go to college? Hey, what kind of a career are you thinking of? And these tend to add to our anxieties and our worries. And we start to think, and if we're not already, what am I gonna do with my life? What will happen if I don't get what I think I want? What if I make a decision that's wrong? What if I go down the wrong path? Is, will my life be ruined? And we have these thoughts, and these thoughts are often from the evil one. But there are also deeper questions that sometimes we don't get to. Who am I want to become? And these are questions that are worth trying to answer. Now, it's been a long time since I was in high school, although I only recently graduated a couple of years ago. Um, um, and, um, the biggest fear, if you might remember of being in high school, probably was of being thought, everybody's afraid of being labeled as weird because nobody wants to be weird. And there's another set of fears that are in high school um, that revolve around grades and friends and all that. So you graduates get to leave those fears behind. And yet another set of fears is waiting for you as you enter whatever your next phase might be, whether it's dorm life or commuting to college or whatever it might be. When I was in high school, many ago, the, uh, there was a service. There was graduation, which was a big deal. But before that, graduation was usually on a Sunday, I think. Um, before that, there was a service called the baccalaureate. Some of you older folks might remember this thing called the baccalaureate. And it was a, a religious service. And in my small town, it was attended by pretty much the entire senior class. I think baccalaureates have essentially gone away since we cannot, we've interpreted our separation of church and state in a little different ways um, these past few years. But it was a religious service where we actually celebrated um, God's action and protection and God's will in the life of the senior getting out into the world. And there were prayers for their protection, for their prosperity, and all sorts of things like that. And 
and my friend Becky and my friend Brenda were asked to share a Bible verse for this. And I have no idea how I came to this verse, but I do remember this verse, um, partly because I had to memorize it back then. And it's from the epistle of St. James. He says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, go to this city or that city and spend a year there and carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what, you're, what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes, and all such boasting is evil. If it is the Lord's will, we will live this or that. Now, I went off to college, much like some of you are doing, and I was completely clueless. But I was very confident that I was somehow going out in God's will. I had a plan. And I assumed that was God's will for my life. And almost all of my plans are not the way my life went. And yet still, I knew that I was in God's will. And that was a core thought, a core value, that I was in God's will, that I was under God's protection. And it doesn't mean that I didn't have to make plans. It didn't mean I didn't have to make really hard decisions. But it meant, and I'm, I'm sure I did not think of this all the time, it, it meant that I didn't have to worry that this decision or that decision was going to ruin me. Because I knew that I was in God's will. And I want you all to enter this next phase of your life with this unshakable confidence that you are in God's will. And that no decision you make except to reject him, no decision you make will take you out of God's will. And yet, there is still the question, what do we do with our life? Now, some of you are familiar with a, a saint of our church, uh, Father um, St. Theophon the Recluse. Now, he wrote an amazing amount of material. He wrote thousands and thousands of letters, and as his name implies, he didn't go out very much. He was in sort of a quarantine, um, self-imposed for most of his life. And this quote, I wish I had discovered earlier in my life, really helps me, especially when we think about what are we supposed to do with our life. And here's what this. He says, do whatever falls into your hands, in your circle, in your situation, and believe that this is and will be your true work. Nothing more from you is required. It is a great error to think that you must undertake important and great labors, whether for heaven or, as some think, in order to make one's contribution to humanity. It is not necessary at all. It is necessary only to do everything in accordance with the Lord's commandments. Now, what does that mean? It means we to live in God's will, to try to live a Christian life that is pleasing to God, and we can have confidence in his will. 
and the things that will be required of us will be given to us. And once again, this does not make, mean that we will not have to make hard decisions. We may have two things that land in our lap that we have to choose, but we can be confident in God's will. Now, St. Theophan goes on and says, just exactly what is to be done. And he says, nothing in particular, just that which it presents itself to each according to the circumstances of his life, and which is demanded by the individual events with which each of us meets. And that is all. If you set about to act in this way in every instant, so that your works will be pleasing to God, having carried them out according to the commandments without any deviation, then all of the problems of your life will be solved completely and satisfactorily. That's a pretty strong promise. That if we live according to the commandments, we live according to what Christ has brought into our lives, all of our problems will be solved. So for those of you who are where you are and you thought, college, that's the next step. It is God's will for your life that you go to college. Because that's where you are. And for those of you guys who have decided maybe not to go to college, I think all of you are, then that is God's will for your life right now. But you are completely in God's will. And I hope that you will go away or enter this next phase of your life with this confidence. But we can only have this confidence if we have a sense on a fundamental level of who we are. This is not to say that we understand ourselves fully, that we really, I really know who I am, but that we know one thing about who we are, that we are children of God, that we are beloved of Christ, and you can be confident that everything that you have learned and been taught about Jesus Christ in your upbringing in the church is true, and you can rest on that, because this world is a world without baccalaureate services that send people into the world. It's a world with wolves that are gonna distort the truth. It's a world with lions that are ready to devour your faith. But if we trust in his will, if we know who we are as children of God, and we go off to wherever we're going with those two foundational strengths, then nothing is gonna shake us. We will feel shaken, but our core, our foundation will be solid, and we will live our whole lives confident that no matter what happens, that we are in God's will. So let us all be who we are, children of God who know Christ and are knowing Christ, becoming more children of God, and that because of that, we will enter into eternal life with him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.